Hello and welcome to CBS Radio Mystery Theater from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. When the candles are out, a philosopher once said, all women are fair. And if this wisdom were more often taken to heart, much of the trouble we must suffer in this world might be averted. However, the sun does shine for half of each 24 hours, and despite what you may think, it's during the light and not the night that the most serious mischief of women is committed. The fact is, you lied to me. Technically, that's true. Technically? Certain questions must be answered with a lie. Therefore, if you don't want to be lied to, don't ask that type of question. Don't force me to lie. No one is forced to lie. Everyone is forced to lie. To ease the aches and pains of life with some soothing, relaxing falsehoods. You may object to my telling a lie occasionally, but you couldn't live with me if I told you the truth constantly. Our mystery drama, The Thousand Pound Gorilla, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Mandel Kramer. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It's a good feeling to sleep the night away on a perfect sleeper's bicycle. I'm Susan Anton. The perfect sleeper gives you the top comfort you love and the deep support you need. Top comfort, deep support. You get both from every third of perfect sleeper. That's firmness that feels good. So, be a perfect sleeper by a perfect sleeper, perfect sleeper by third of If you're still shopping here and there and everywhere for shoes, hold it right where you are. Put your feet together, stop running around. Just step around a kinney and you'll cover the ground. Anywhere you want to go, head your feet in our direction. Kinney's got it all and more. Wow, what a store. What a great American shoe store. If you're a woman and you're interested in improving your life, you'll want to be at Eyebrows tomorrow night at 8 p.m. As part of its ongoing program to bring you more than good reading, Eyebrows will host a seminar given by Carol Kleiman on women's networking. This new phenomenon of women coming together to help each other in finding jobs or facing common problems, in sharing the fun of cooking gourmet meals or improving the quality of women's health care is sweeping the country. Ms. Kleiman, author of the most comprehensive guide to women's networks, will be at Eyebrows Wednesday night at 8 p.m. to discuss her experiences and to suggest ways in which you can become involved in networks. In the near future, Eyebrows will have more programs, including one on Monday, May 5th, with the children's doctor, Dr. Lyndon Smith. Nationally known for his best-selling books and award-winning television programs, Dr. Smith will discuss nutrition and answer questions on how to feed your kids right. So stop by Eyebrows. You'll find that they have the books you want and more. Eyebrows Books, Northwestern Highway at Orchard Lake in West Bloomfield. It has been written, nothing is more dangerous than an idea, especially if it's the only one you have. Ideas, therefore, should be like amoebas, constantly churning about inside, splitting up and multiplying themselves. Otherwise, 
Let us consider a man named Franklin G. Wilkinson. Mr. Wilkinson is 40 years of age, in the prime of life, in the best of health, and perhaps a rarity on this troubled planet of ours. A truly happy, contented, and fulfilled human being. You may ask, what is he doing on our show? Wait. Hello? Wendy, darling? Everything all right? Of course. What could go wrong? Darling, what are you doing? I'm about to have lunch. Then I have to survive another nine holes of this tournament. How's it coming? Splendidly. Oh, I'm so happy your game is on. No, a matter of fact, it's way off, which is wonderful because you're supposed to lose to your clients, you know. Darling, I hope you're not involved in any chicanery. Oh, no, 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 no. My game is just naturally off. Look, I better hang up before the buffet is all gone. They're a very hungry group. Remember to watch your diet. <laughs> I'll try. And remember I love you. That I can never forget. You uh, mind if I join you? No, no, not at all. Just sit down your plate, Mr. Harkins. Uh, it's uh, Haskins. He spelled the name wrong in my bad. Oh, uh, my name, as you can see, is Wilkinson. Yes, yes, I know. Are well, you doing well today? Par for the front nine. That should be good enough to win. If I don't stage my usual collapse, I can go out in 36 and come home in 50. <laughs> well, I hope not. <laughs> well, I uh, must say, your company does a marvelous job. Great course, fine lunch, plenty to drink. Well, it's just a way to thank our clients for their business. And a great way to get them to give you more, huh? Well, we like to believe we get that on merit. <laughs> That's funny. What is it? This little chit-chat we're having. It's uh, not the way I thought it would be. <laughs> I beg your pardon? Hey, well, I was wondering, <clears throat> should I or uh, shouldn't I come over and talk to you? Now, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't understand. Well, I'm in a uh, very awkward position. I could keep everything to myself, say nothing. About what? When uh, you were named general sales manager of Consolidated... I looked you up in Who's Who, and along with your name, was hers. Whose name? Your wife's. How does my wife come into this? Yeah. There it was, Franklin Galt Wilkinson, married to Gwendolyn Coombs. Well, what about it? It's a very Welsh name, Gwendolyn Coombs. Wouldn't you say? My wife's grandparents emigrated to this country from Cardiff. Yes, I know. I know. I had the honor of meeting the old gentleman. You're saying you knew my wife? Oh, yes. Oh, well, how well did you know her? As well as you do. I was married to her. You were what? I should say I knew her better because I'm not married to her anymore. And you are. Huh. I see you don't quite know what to say. Well, she never... She never told you that she was married before, huh? I shouldn't wonder. Why are you telling me this, Mr. Haskins? Perhaps, uh, I want to save your life. I don't think I care to pursue this conversation. She is going to murder you. Sir... I must ask you to leave. Now, now she tried to murder me. She what? Oh, come on. I mean, if this is a joke, it's in terrible taste. It is true. Wendy? 
Now, if you don't leave her, she'll kill you. That's why I left her. I see. Don't you want to know more? No. Don't you want to know why I made that statement? No. I want to help you. Mr. Haskins, get up this very moment and leave. Leave these premises quickly. Leave here quietly, but leave. Hello? Uh, Wendy? Frank, darling. Uh, honey, this thing, uh, it ran later than we all expected. Oh? Yeah, a few little matters came up, so we decided to, uh, just sit around here and straighten the situation out over some dinner. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. I know how you hate to have these things run over into the evening. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it just happens sometimes. Well, finish up as soon as you can. I really can't spare you. Yes, yes, I will. Frank? Is something wrong? Huh? Uh, no. What could be wrong? Hurry home, darling. Well, here's something you don't see every night. Oh, hello, Dick. Yeah, the much-married Franklin G. Wilkinson all by himself drinking alone. The luxurious uh, Franklin G. Wilkinson. Oh, come on, cut it out. Luxurious. You know, that's a rather unpleasant-sounding word. And yet it describes the happiest of situations. A man completely devoted to his wife. I'll buy a drink. Oh, uh, pour me the usual, Eddie. Oh, is she out of town? Is who out of town? Well, who do you think? Wendy. Of course not. Can't a man pause at his club after a hectic day? No, ordinary man, yes. But not a man who uh, has his Wendy to go home to. That, what does she see in you? She is such a lovely young thing, and you're such an old grouch. <laughs> I'm not that old, Dick. I'm jealous. Of what? Oh, uh, you know, of you. You know, I dream of writing the great American novel. And what is at the heart of any great novel? I wouldn't know. A great, a magnificent love story. <laughs> uh, that's why you're one up on me. How's that? Well, I would have to create one. You, on the other hand, actually live one. You see, mine is a fantasy spun out of my imagination. Yours is uh, living, breathing reality. There isn't a guy I know who wouldn't trade places. Now, boy, you have got it made. Dick, I think you've had one too many. <laughs> you want me to drive you home? <laughs> no, no, I'm not drunk for crying out loud. But what I'm saying makes sense. Look, I, are you ever afraid it could be a dream and you'll uh, wake up one morning? No. And, uh, I noticed you were uh, chatting with a fellow named Haskins. Uh, George Haskins of Leslie and Fuller. Yes, do you know him? What do you think of him? We were just chatting, that's all. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised they let him out. Let him out? Yeah. Expose him. You know, he, he, he's crazy. In what way? Mm, a number of ways, I guess. He has these, um, I don't know, fantasies. You could ask me why Leslie and Fuller keep him. You know. I do ask you. Well, it's the old gag. Uh, where does a thousand-pound gorilla sleep, huh? Anywhere he wants to. But what does this have to do with Haskins? He doesn't impress me as a thousand-pound gorilla. Well, he is a thousand-pound genius. He came up with a process that cut their production costs 20% last year. And you know what that did for him. Yes, yes, I know. Well, for some reason, I guess he just wanted to come to this tournament... They couldn't say no to him. 
But I guess Haskins seemed to behave himself. Well, what, uh, what would Haskins do if he weren't behaving himself? Who knows? Probably corner some guy and, you know, make up some fantastic story. He would. Hmm? About what? I don't know about anything at all. But what sort of story? Well, something that could cause a lot of trouble. In what way? Well, all right. Something like this. Uh, in your case, for example, uh, he would find out that you had this uh, wonderful relationship with your wife, so he'd uh, make up a yarn to the effect that, uh, that, uh, uh, that she's actually a foreign agent. Oh, come on. Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, how could he ever expect me to believe it? Well, he's got this very earnest manner about him. Still, such an outrageous yarn? You know, you know, sometimes you plant a little seed, and who knows what can grow. Why does he do it? Well, I told you. He's a nut. Oh, darling. Oh, I woke you. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad. I wanted to be awake when you came home, but I'm so sleepy. And so beautiful. Did you enjoy the tournament? I would much rather have spent Saturday with you. Uh, did you meet any interesting people? Ah, the usual crowd. The freeloaders, guys glad of a chance to get away from their wives for a day. And the expected quota of characters, you know. Matter of fact, there was one fellow. He was just fantastic. Oh, what way? Almost every way. He was a, a fabulist. I looked that up. It means a person who tells the most extravagant stories. I will say he had me going for a while. Oh, what did he tell you? Oh, he spun a very involved yarn. Sounds interesting. Or was it? Mostly, it was kind of scary. How? He was a rather, rather tall man, I'd say, about my age, maybe a few years older. Brown hair, a scar on his cheek. His name was Haskins. George Haskins. He's an engineer, I understand. You know, I think it's time you came to bed. George Haskins. A rather unique person. Darling, do you suppose you could turn off the light? I tell you, I won't forget him in a hurry. Oh, good night, Angel. I wonder if he's married. If he was ever married. I wonder what life must be like for the wife of a man like him. Darling? Wendy? Good night. Good night. Yes, good night with the question unanswered. Although who says it's a question? True, he gave her a chance to answer, but suppose she is completely unaware of what he's talking about. Then again, suppose Mr. George Haskins is on the level. You must wear tough knee-length boots and carry a stout stick. But we shall have to walk through a nest of vipers. I'll be back with Act Two shortly. Make some craft macaroni and cheese, please. Please make some craft macaroni and cheese. It's nice and cheesy and it's really pretty easy. Please make some craft macaroni and cheese. Some days are just made for craft macaroni and cheese. A rich, creamy cheese sauce you know they're gonna like. So please. Make some macaroni and cheese. Thank you. When Mr. and Mrs. George Steger's old central air conditioner broke down under the heat of the Texas summer, they replaced it with the Lennox two-speed air conditioner. 
The quiet and comfort are heavenly. And it saves money. Our Lennox two-speed air conditioner costs less to operate because it uses less electricity. It can save 24% over a single-speed unit. With savings like that, how can we afford not to have Lennox? Take it from Dave Lennox. To modernize your home, call your independent Lennox dealer. He's in the Yellow Pages. That's your new TV commercial, Mr. Sloak, for Snacky Crackies with Raisin Pits. How much did that actually cost me? Cost? Yes. <clears throat> well, we're still adding it all up here. 42000 TV is so expensive. Hmm, not as long as there aren't any changes. Did, did I mention there may soon be a worldwide shortage of Raisin Pits? One TV version without Raisin How Pits. How much will that add to the... 3000 and, and we want to tell Health Nuts we make Snackies with uh, Health, Health Nuts. Nuts. 279 And we need a version that will talk to the financial community. Put the singing mouse and the dancing bunny in a business suit for... Let me uh, add that one for you. If business conditions make it necessary, with radio you can afford to change commercials fast. If you want to really target consumer groups, it won't cost a fortune to make commercials that fit each audience. Put amazingly flexible radio to work as a primary medium. Radio, it's red hot. For the red hot facts, call this station or the Radio Advertising Bureau. They brought you this message. Doubt, if you will, the being who loves you, woman or dog, but never doubt love itself. That may all be very well as poetic sentiment, but love can only be expressed in terms of the being who loves, or is supposed to, love you. And if and when that being, that person, is ever proved false, then the truth must also disappear from love forever. I waited for you, my love, in vain. The chiming of the tower clock announced that time had flown again. And shall I ever hear you knock? This is in payment for last night, I should say. Coffee? Thank you, dear. Oh, there is so much beautiful poetry in the world. Why should it lie dormant and dusty in a book on the shelf? I don't know. It was meant to be a part of our lives, of everyday existence. Wendy, about yesterday, oh, last night. Darling, I realize there's a world out there, and one must accommodate to it, especially a man in your position. But I wish I could have you all to myself. I'd like to chuck the whole business. I know. What are your plans for today? I have a great deal to do in the garden. Darling, don't you think... Well, I mean, shouldn't you get around a little bit more? Why? Well, I j just think it would do you good to be with people, you know. I mean, a lot of the men were telling me that their wives were trying to get you to play tennis and have lunch, things like that, with, with very little success. And most of them are really very nice. Yes, but what can I get from those people? I'm not sure I know what you mean. Darling, our lives are very short and precarious at best. We should spend our time with things and people and in places where we can be enriched. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if that's how you feel. I love you because you sustain me, darling. And my garden sustains me. Not just because of the things that grow there, but because it's a, a world of its own with so much interdependence. I know this sounds silly. No, 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 I understand. I've also got a nine o'clock appointment. Frank, I love you. I'll be home early. Very early today. 
Yes, Mr. O'Reilly. A call from a Mr. Haskins. Haskins? He's from Leslie and Fuller. Mr. O'Reilly, tell him I'm out. Then come in here. Close the door, please. What is it? Mr. O'Reilly, I do not wish at any time, under any circumstances, ever to see or speak with Mr. George Haskins of Leslie and Fuller. I'll make a note of it. Do more than that. Make a career of it. This is going to require all your skill, experience, tact, and finesse. It's your number one priority. Hey, you busy, Frank? Oh, come on in, Dick. I, uh, just come down from the board meeting. Oh, how'd it go? What do you want me to tell you? Bit of a problem. As we broke up, old man uh, Beresford collared me. Oh, the big one himself. Mm. You must be doing something right. Well, one thing I know is that you're not doing something right. What are you talking about? I'm 6% above last year. It's Haskins. Haskins? What does he have to do with anything? You're ducking him. Is it true? Now, wait a minute. Who says that I'm required to... Frank, I am on your side. Now, is it true? He's a creep. And I don't want to have anything to do with him. Now, what business is that of Beresford's? It's worth ten million bucks to the corporation. What is? The Leslie and Fuller account. That's what they bought from us last year. Now, this year, it'll go even higher. Evidently, Haskins complained about your attitude to Jim Leslie. Uh, Leslie had some words on the subject with Beresford. I still don't see why I'm concerned with it. To Jim Leslie, Haskins is a 1,000-pound gorilla. To old man Beresford, Fuller is a 1,000-pound gorilla. And to you, Beresford is All right, is a... but why has it become a corporate matter? Because they use so much of our number seven compound. Well, Haskins wants to know about our marketing strategy. Why? Because he thinks it should be coordinated with theirs. He's an engineer. What does he have to do with marketing? He's the thousand-pound gorilla who sleeps wherever he likes. Frank, I know he's a completely unlikable fella, but he never did anything to you. Anyhow, pass the word to Miss O'Reilly. The Iron Curtain has to come down. on the telephone. What can I tell you, Miss O'Reilly? They broke my sword. I can see the blood from here. It's a dark day. The first of many. Put him on. Mr. Wilkinson? Yes, Mr. Haskins. I wonder if you're free for lunch. Yes, I think so. You uh, must be my guest. One o'clock at the club. And uh, how is dear Wendy? Mr. Haskins... I've come here for a business luncheon. Now, you may be the best customer my firm has, but I am not required to discuss my personal life. Hey, now, don't take that tone with me. I'm uh, the best friend you have. How do I know you were even married to my wife? Why don't you ask her? You're afraid to open it up. <laughs> you don't look so hot. What do you mean, I don't look so hot? You appear to be a bit, uh, peaked. Mm, retired look comes first. Mr. Haskins, what's your game? It's a, it's a commentary in the world we live in. Every action has to have an ulterior motive. We simply cannot conceive of an act that's performed without hope of gain or profit. What's the angle? Where's the gimmick? What's this guy trying to put over? All right, what? You tell me. I just want to help you. Why? For the best of all reasons. You're a fellow human being. All right, I'll go along. Assume she was once your wife. Assume she wants to kill me. 
Why? For the same reason she wanted to kill me. And what's that reason? Part of her nature. What nature? You know, there's a poem by Coleridge, uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Her lips were red, her looks were free, her locks were yellow as gold. The nightmare life in death is she who thicks men's blood with cold. Now, do you understand? No. Well, you will. And it really isn't her fault. I don't even think she's aware of what she's doing. Perhaps some ancient malevolent spirit has taken possession of her. What you're saying doesn't get better, more believable, more possible. Believability, possibility. What do these things have to do with the truth? Mr. Haskins. Uh, just tell me one thing. Now from CBS News, this NetAlert special report. This is Rita Sands, CBS News, New York. A tragedy at sea off the Philippine island of Mindoro. A passenger ship carrying 890 people rammed by an oil tanker sank in darkness. At least 14 people are known to have died. 580 survived. Nearly 300 are still missing. All aboard the stricken ship were reportedly Filipino commuters. A short while ago, I talked with Antonio Mapa in the Philippines, a vice president of the Negros Navigation Company, owner of the passenger ship. The vessel was headed for Bacolod City, that is a port in the southern part of the Philippines. She was carrying about 800 passengers. The accident took place close to 11 o'clock in the evening. Our survivor count as of date is approximately 580 survivors. Tell me how they were rescued. The bulk of them, about 500, were rescued by one vessel which also owned the tanker that came into contact with our vessel fortunately was able to rescue these 500 that were thrown overboard or managed to jump overboard before our ship went down. And other vessels that also fly the same route, they must have individually picked up three, five, eight, ten and uh, brought them alongside our rescue vessel and turned them over to our rescue vessel. Sir, how many are known dead at this hour? Fourteen or fifteen. Workers, students that commute between Manila and the south. We have determined there are fourteen or fifteen known dead. There are 580 survivors. Are there any still missing? I suppose the balance would still be considered missing, but uh, the search is still going on. How many ships are involved in the search, and is it both sea and air? There are about uh, 10 ships involved in the search, plus a few smaller craft, and uh, about 10 aircraft of various sizes, and possibly an equal number of helicopters. I understand there was an SOS just prior to the sinking of the ship. Is that correct? Yes, but uh, the SOS was supposed to have done something like we're abandoning ship. 
So I think the accident occurred uh, so suddenly. Uh, caught them all by complete surprise. And uh, those were the only words they were able to utter. The ship, the ship has sunk. Yes, uh, she sunk into roughly 300 fathoms of water. That was Antonio Mapa in the Philippines, an official of the Negros Navigation Company. This is Rita Sands, CBS News, New York. Absolutely silly, but are you sure? <laughs> yes. Well, I guess that takes care of that. No, no, it doesn't. Look, we've gone this far. We might just as well walk the last mile. Wendy, I saw a record of a marriage filed in a town in Northern California between a Mr. George Haskins and a Miss Gwendolyn Coombs. Now, how do you account for it? How do you account for it? That's not a bad question. On the one hand, we have her spoken word which says no. On the other hand, we have the written word which says yes. Can these opposites be reconciled? This is the task we face in the third act. Right now, Avon's got an exciting new game. We call it Open Up to Avon. Open up to Avon. Open up to looking good. A new game. Open up to feeling like shoes. The fun begins with your Open Up to Avon game card. Open up to Avon. Bring it is your ticket to savings on exciting beauty products and maybe even a free gift. Your representative is bringing your Open Up Game Card. So get in and all the fun. What a nice surprise, Avon. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. I'm not the handiest person in the world. But nowadays, do-it-yourself home repair is almost a necessity. Admittedly, some of my work is not perfect, but it gets by. Like many people, I try painting, woodworking, and even masonry. But I never dabble with electricity, because it can be dangerous and not forgiving of carelessness. Yes, Americans are learning how to do more with their hands and hopefully are not forgetting some of the old rules like never mixing water and electricity and reading all power tool instruction booklets before use. And let's not forget about the rule to check for damaged electrical cords either. And remember the one to always dress appropriately. Wear closed-toed, sturdy shoes and safety glasses. And finally, never leave power tools unattended and keep children away from the work area. A public service announcement from Underwriters Laboratories in this station. Was it Archimedes or Plato or possibly Euclid who said you cannot be in two places at the same time? It would seem to be true on the face of it. Although in this story, don't bet on anything. 
For example, we have a person who contends that at a certain time of her life, she was in a state of single blessing. And another who insists that she was enjoying wedded bliss. We continue. Did you say you went to Stewart's Landing in California? Yes. Why? Because I had to find out if you'd been married before. Why? Why? I have a right to know. Do you? It's important. If it were a matter of importance, why didn't you ask me before you proposed to me? In all the time we've been married? When did it become important? Well, the fact is, you lied to me. Technically, that's true. Technically? Oh, Frank. Certain questions must be answered with lies. They just must be. But it's wrong to lie. That's right. And that's why, if you love someone, you should never deliberately place them in a position where they are forced to tell a lie. No one is ever forced to tell a lie. Oh, don't say that. The lie is the cornerstone of our civilization. Wendy! How can people live with each other if they don't relax the strains and tensions with constant soothing little falsehoods? Look, Wendy, I don't care to have a philosophical discussion. I asked you a simple question. Were you married before? You said no. You lied to me. All right. Ask me the question again. Go ahead. Had you been married before? Yes. Well, I told you the truth. Has it made you happier? Well, why did you feel you had to deny it? Because it never happened. Wendy, there's an official document in a town I hall... I don't that... care about the piece of paper, and I don't care about a foolish little adolescent girl named Gwendolyn Coombs, a 17-year-old girl who stupidly eloped with her high school physics teacher. It was a mistake. A dreadful, dismal mistake. He was crazy. But still... He... A terrible kind of crazy man. He was... He is. A genius. There's no living with that kind of a human being. If he's a human being. Wendy. You met him. You spoke to him. And he said, she's going to murder you. She tried to murder me. Leave her. He did say that, didn't he? Yes. Oh, Frank. Why did you have to bring this all back to me? Isn't this something better forgotten out of my life? Why does he say these things? Why do you believe him? I don't say I believe him. The morning after we were married, I realized my mistake. I tried to stick it out. My pride was involved. I mean, how could I admit to the world that I'd been wrong? I tried to make the marriage work. But he was impossible. And so I left him. But I still don't understand why he should say what he does. Because he is crazy. But there must be a reason. There is. His vanity. He was twice my age. Afterward, he had to face all sorts of snickering comments, all sorts of knowing remarks about how he was really too old to... to satisfy a young girl. Even so. And it was true. Where are you going? I'm going to kill him. What for? What right does he have to say and do... Frank, do you want to make it worse? Do you want to let him destroy us? I don't care. You know, this isn't you talking. That's an angry stranger who is temporarily in command of your body. A man like George Haskins doesn't deserve to live. A man like George Haskins is like so many people in this world. That's why I hate to go out into it. That's why I prefer my own little universe. Oh, Frank, please. Stay with me. Stay here. For just a little while. 
please. What report, Dick? Well, I'm sure I sent it up. Uh, wait a minute, I'll buzz Miss O'Reilly. Yes? You want to come in here? All right, Dick, look, I'll get to the bottom of this thing. Of course I'm okay. Why do you ask? Mr. Wilkinson? Uh, yeah, why, why, why didn't you send uh, that quarterly report up to Dick? Well, how could I? You haven't finished it. Oh, that's right, I, I haven't. Something's wrong. Miss O'Reilly, I want to kill somebody. What do you think of that? That's a perfectly human longing. Who? George Haskins. Why? Well, let's say he insulted my wife. Of course, I'd lose my job. Ah, uh, you'd lose more than that. No. Most people who commit murder these days rarely wind up in jail. They plead temporary insanity, one thing or another, unwritten law. Society would forgive me for killing Haskins. But since it would cost consolidated the Leslie Fuller account, the board of directors would never forgive me. But I have to do something. Mr. Wilkinson's office. Is Mr. Wilkinson in? This is Mr. Haskins. Speaking of the devil. Make a date with him for lunch. Tell him I'll pick him up. Where? Or, uh, have you forgotten? You suggested we have lunch in the country and then we could drive up to inspect your new processing plant. That's right. Hmm. You're on schedule. What schedule? Uh, you're becoming forgetful, aren't you? It's part of it. Part of a uh, malaise, a, a symptom of your growing weakness. That's enough. Enough? <laughs> you're only at the beginning of things. I ought to... You ought to what? I know what you're thinking. You want to kill me. Or at least beat the daylights out of me. But, uh, no, no, you couldn't do it. Who says I couldn't do it? How long have you been aware of the situation, huh? Six? No, uh, eight weeks? It's taken its toll. Two months ago, you, uh, you might have handled me. But, uh, I don't think you have the strength anymore. Step outside. If you insist. All right, now put up your hands. All right. You asked for this. So did you. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Here, let me help you up. Get away from me. Now, isn't this stupid, huh? And if you'd knocked me down, what, what would it have all proved? We'll try this again. Why? You think it's going to be different? You're too slow. You can't hit hard. Your strength is gone. She took it from you. Don't say that. It's the truth. She needs your strength. She lives on your strength more and more. You're just jealous. Because you weren't man enough for her. Neither are you. That's a lie. She needs all the strength, all the force, all the spirit of life that's in your body. All of it. She can't share it with anyone else. You're crazy. Does she have any friends? Tell me, do, do you have a social life? And what's her excuse? Well, she's just uh, too sensitive for this cruel world, isn't she? You did a ludicrous thing. You ran away with a high school girl half your age. She seduced me. And what did I know then? Sure, I, I was almost 40. But my whole life was mathematics, physics, chemistry. She was the first breath of fresh air. Oh, she was shrewd. I got her what she wanted. 
I got her out of that house where she was being suffocated by the old people who were raising her. I don't want to hear any more. All right. All right, I tried. First, you start feeling weak. Then, the nightmares. Or, uh, are they nightmares? I thought you were finished. You see her in the middle of the night. And you don't know if you are awake or asleep. But you hear her voice, her sweet, soft voice. And she says, yes, yes, you love me. Shut up. Don't you want to hear the rest of it? No. But you will. Frank? Yes, dear? You're awake. Yes, can't you sleep? I'm just restless tonight. Oh, Frank. I know you're worried about that Haskins, but please put him out of your mind. We were never married. I know we went through a ceremony. We lived together. But he and I were never married the way you and I are married. Frank, I love you so much. I need you so much. I'll just have to develop the kind of attitude that allows me to put up with him. You never have to see him again. I will if I want to keep my job. Well, quit your job. And we'll be together all the time. Mm. What do we live on? What do we need? Well, there is such a thing as reality. Yes, darling. And I've already told you. You can create your own. Frank. Frank, don't worry about anything. Just stay with me. I need your strength. I need more of it every day. I'll die without it. I live on your strength. I have something inside me, some force, something. It commands when, me. When, when do you, what do you, what do you say? Am I dreaming? I can't help myself, Frank. I can't. Am I dreaming? Who's there? Frank Wilkinson. Uh, just a minute. Do you know what time it is? It's four in the morning. What's the idea of the gun? Step aside. I'm coming in. All right. All right. Well, now what? Tell me the truth. <laughs> the truth? Tell me the truth or I'll kill you. I have to know. I have told you the truth. Your life force is being drained away. How do I know you didn't put it in my head? How do I know it isn't all suggestion? Oh, why can't you believe me? Walk away from her. I walked away from her. Save your life. Leave her. I can't. I thought I couldn't, but I did. You're lying. You're lying. And now she's killed us. Most. Frank? Frank? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's me. It's Dick. Oh. Yeah, Wendy said uh, today was visiting day, so I uh, thought... Was she here? Who? Wendy. Wendy? Oh, she uh, must be in the cafeteria... What time is it? Uh, oh, it's uh, just half past one. Well, they'll be coming for me for treatment. But it won't.
won't help. I'm dying, Dick. Oh, that is nonsense. Uh, Don't talk, Dick. Just listen. She's killing me, Dick. She's draining me. (sighs) How? You want to save my life? Of course. Then we have to get rid of her. Somehow. Frank, what are you saying? Look, I didn't listen to him. But you listen to me. Get rid of her. Before she drains all the life out of me. Please, Dick. Sure, sure. Oh, can I uh, get you another cup of coffee, Wendy? No, thank you, Dick. I, I'm very tired. Oh, coming up here all the time it must be quite a drain. It's more than that. Frank is dying, you know. Oh, well, uh, The doctor told me straight out. They don't know what it is. It could be next week, next month. But soon. What? I'm so sorry. That's why I look tired. You see, I always needed a man to lean on to draw strength from. Well, you know, surely is a smart girl like you. No. No. I don't know what it is. For some reason, I can't live alone without someone. Hmm? A beautiful girl like you shouldn't have any trouble. Well, it's not that easy, Dick. I need someone mature, kind, patient, who wants to be with me all the time. Mm, Yeah. Well, I... Well, that is... uh... It's late. They'll be throwing us out of here. Uh, uh, Hey, how'd you come up here? By train. Uh, Well, well, let me give you a lift home, Wendy. Not if it's too much trouble. Oh, no, no, no. You look all worn out. Nice, easy ride downstate and... uh... A relaxed dinner. Should work wonders. What do you say? You know, Dick, I feel so much stronger already. And here we go again. Or do we? Shall Dick be victim number three? Who knows? Perhaps even Wendy doesn't. You must admit it's a rather distressing situation to have a stranger accost you and tell you your wife is in the process of killing you. And how does he know? Well, she once tried it with him. Yes. Who says life isn't filled with little surprises? Not me. I may even bring you another one when I return. Here's another first from Amana. A first and only... Amana is the first and only manufacturer of microwave ovens exempted from displaying the U.S. government safety warning label. That's because after passing a series of tough government safety tests, the Amana radar range microwave oven didn't just meet federal safety standards, it exceeded them. And no other manufacturer can make that claim. Remember, if it doesn't say Amana, it's not a radar range. Every weekday, follow the continuing drama of families in conflict on the new hour-long version of The Young and the Restless. Visit the small Midwestern town of Genoa City, where real, personal events happen to the lives of people like your neighbors, your friends, or even yourself. Lives changing every day, full of turmoil, triumph, and treachery. Join us every Monday through Friday for the new hour-long Young and the Restless. It's on CBS television. 
Welcome to the Kava Club. Happy coffee lovers dedicated to the enjoyment of the one and only Kava Instant Coffee. It's the only coffee that's 90% acid neutralized. Tastes less bitter, so it feels lots better. You always enjoy smooth and friendly coffee, cup after delicious cup. So if you're sometimes bothered by ordinary coffee, join the Kava Club. Switch to 90% acid neutralized. Kava Instant Coffee. Tastes less bitter, feels lots better. Hi, I'm Nick, the supermarket manager. Well, now I'm a big TV star. Have you caught me on the tube yet? This customer is asking what she should buy to clean her bathroom. Fantastic, I tell her. And she says... But Fantastic is my kitchen cleaner. What about my bath? So I say, look, as fast and easy as Fantastic cleans your kitchen, it'll clean your bath. A couple of days later, she's back all smiles. Nick, Fantastic is super in the bath. Fantastic. What it does for your kitchen, it'll do for your bath. From the actual records of a divorce trial. They had been married for 35 years, almost a complete lifetime. And now he was suing her for divorce. And when the judge asked him why, he replied, Your Honor, I really don't know this woman. For 35 years they had shared the same bed and board, and one day it occurred to him that he didn't know who she was. And since she did not contest the divorce, it stands to reason that she didn't know who he was either. A larger question, how well do we really know anyone? Our cast included Mandel Kramer, Terry Keene, and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. <laughs>